That's why Mr. Miyagi pushed me into sales. Wasn't my idea. I thought car salesmen were sleazy. It's such a bullshit stereotype. But Mr. Miyagi told me, Daniel-san must follow passion. Man who worked for passion always richer than man who worked for money. He was right. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows and I represent Miyagi-Do because when I have the chance to keep my business rival in the dark, I instead invite him around, vandalize their contract, and explain how I committed corporate espionage. Ain't that a kick in the head? <laughs> my name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because no matter what, my wang can still get tang. Yes. Mm. Uh, this episode... The most important thing. <laughs> This episode, what? Season three, episode three, Now You're Gonna Pay, directed by Lynn Oding, uh, story by Josh Heald, John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg, and Stacey Harmon, uh, the teleplay written by Stacey Harmon. Very good. And as we all know, this is part of the big season three uh, release washout. Did you want to talk about uh, anything before we start diving into the the scenes of this episode? Because I'm sure we'll have a lot to say once we start getting into it. But is there any overall, like where were you at well, on your binge when you got here? My overall thing, and obviously, I mean, it gets more into it in the next episode, but it's enough here uh, in this episode, is I don't real. I'm not a big fan of the 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 way things work out to get Daniel to go to Japan now. And yeah. I know you touched on this a bit in your uh, overall discussion, like that it makes him a maniac, which I guess is tr- kind of true. But I mean, well, the, the specifics of him getting to Okinawa will be different. That'll probably be more in the next episode. But I'm just saying just in general, like honestly, to me, it would just make more sense if he just specifically decides to go to Okinawa. You know, I know it's still crazy, but I don't, this whole thing about the, the dealership and then they're going to buy it and he's going to lose the rights to the car. Like, I don't know. It's too much for me. And especially like not to spoil too much, but like, we never really hear about the car dealership again, you know, once this happens. So the, the fact that it's such a pivotal thing, although I guess maybe the quote at the beginning is more about how, like, you know, it's not so much that if this works out, they're going to be a big popping, super making money dealership. It's just that the fact that they still will own it. Because I don't yeah. feel like these, what happens throughout this thing is going to, like, change, I guess, if they're, people are coming into their dealership, but I don't know. I just, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't like it. No, sir. I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, I have a lot to say on that subject, but I think I'll hold off until next episode just so we can get into the details of the whole excursion. Cause obviously this episode ends with, uh, Daniel going to Tokyo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I had opinions on that as well from the quick take and we'll get into it in detail. I'm sure I totally see where you're coming from, but so far in this, I'm like, I'm still seeing it as a natural progression of the big fight last episode. Mm-hmm. I definitely like with see, seeing ahead what will happen. I can see where you're coming from, but I'll, I'll save my comments until we get there. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, I guess we will save it. Cause I still feel like it's just cause the lead up is all here. And yeah. 
I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I would have just, I would have bought it more if he was just kind of more on the outs with his family and he's searching for some sort of answers and he goes to Okinawa. But I guess that's still, I'm not saying that's even that great anyways, but even like some of the specifics that happen here, like how Anoush decides to work for them again, but why would he do that? Knowing that like, it's already, (laughs) it's already on the downturn I understand. Well, I thought that was quite comedically handled there when he's like, wait, this isn't a sure thing in that scene. You of know? course, but that makes him a very stupid person. Uh, like that well, makes I thought it was very like it's very cinematic the way yeah. they're like here's but also like it's so ridiculous that they draw a fuck you hand on the contract. <laughs> I mean, that's why I screen capped yeah, that right. and, yeah. and tweeted it. because uh, it's such a ridiculous thing that they put in this. Cause it's I think it's like played to triumphant music or whatever. Yeah. But it's like clearly an insane thing to do like as i was referencing in my intro as well there's no benefit to this other than like personal gratification of telling him to fuck off and batten down the hatches and now we all we there's only one way out instead of kind of stringing him along going to tokyo seeing if you can figure it out and then telling him to fuck off once you yeah. fix the problem i don't know <laughs> well i mean i guess tom cole is the type of person that you would want to do that because you know they purposely make him like a villain yeah. the way he has all these comments and everything but also even like getting into the, the like just the details of what's happening here. So Tom Cole comes to buy the dealership. Why? Why is he doing this now when he already has this deal about to happen that's already going to put the LaRussos out of business? Why wouldn't he just do with his plan A and when that works out, then come in and buy it for even less? Like, why is he trying to buy it now? And then also, like, I guess, because even then Louie is like, now I got job security. It's like, no, you don't. Your, your owners are in the other room, but talking about selling their business. Why would you even make this comment? And then Anoush, I get, I get it because he's like, you know, a friend. I, I kind of understand that he would give them the information. But I just, you know, if you're like, this is like a sitcom thing where it's like, I work at, you know, I have my own convenience store. And they just built a supermarket across the street. What am I going to do? If the supermarket is already putting you out of business, they're not going to come in and be like, let's buy it now. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I see how I read that was that just that this guy, Tom Cole, is just such a piece of shit yeah he's gonna make them this offer now just for the satisfaction of having them refuse it okay and then later coming in with a lower offer okay going hi you should have taken the higher offer it does like again the scene with anoush i thought it was funny when he's like oh this isn't a sure thing but it's such bad business sense from everyone involved (laughs) uh, to not just go we're not gonna get tom cole to come in tomorrow uh, we're going to postpone that and I'm going to fly to Tokyo, try to fix this. Anoush is going to stay over there. So we know what's happening over there yeah. as well. I mean, again, it is corporate espionage already. I'm pretty sure they've already like violated all sorts of laws uh, just by having him tell them this and, and then moving over and everything, but whatever. Uh but yeah, just having him like stay there and then he then you've done him a favor as well because he can, in a worst case scenario, he can just kind of stay there, kind of a, uh, you know, Snape situation, bit of a double agent. Uh, but uh, he's not really given that option and they decide to just do this big fuck you, yeah. which is very satisfying for them, but makes absolutely no sense. So in that respect, yeah, I agree. It, it doesn't quite add up. Um, 
I, I, well, I do think it makes sense as a mechanism to get him to Japan, but yeah, I, I yeah, see where you're coming from. Yeah, I don't, yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's, I, I don't want to harp on this because I guess this is the cleanest way to do it without having to like have two more episodes of dealing with the dealership. Um, so I guess, but, and also in a similar sense, it doesn't make sense that, uh, well, before I move on, like the Anoush thing, I guess makes sense because he is being treated by like shit by this guy. So I guess I get, he yeah. wants to stick it to him as well, but also it doesn't even make sense when Hawk and Cobra Kai steal Miguel, the Miguel money. <laughs> like that Same. doesn't gonna make sure they know it's from Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. Like what uh... is the point of that? Like, are they just literally stealing? I mean, I know, I guess they're not stealing it from Miguel. Like, are they just going to keep the money and go buy new dirt bikes and Cobra Kai helmets or something with it? But no, I guess they are. They're mad that they're ra- He Miyagi does raising money for Miguel again. Like, I, I I get it. They just want an opportunity to beat up some uh, some Miyagi Do, but again, mm. even that it's just very it's very flimsy to me uh, that they want to steal the money so they can deliver the money and say it's from Cobra Kai. I guess it's a Cobra Kai thing to do. Don't get me wrong. I just I didn't. Oh, love it. it is. If they didn't beat up that you know if they didn't beat up someone from Miyagi Do, it really wouldn't have mattered at all because the Miyagi Do person could have been like. Yes, that's fine. We were going to do that anyway. Yeah. Uh, namaste. You know, we're Miyagi-Do, whatever. But they are very Cobra Kai about it. They have to beat him up. So that kind of ramps tensions up. Um, what's it's on? all about how but neither of the sides really knows what's up with Miguel at all. Uh, yeah. They're both just kind of like uh, continuing to escalate or starting restarting the escalation between these two karate gangs. Yeah. Uh, just using him as an excuse, really. Yeah, it's Nathaniel uh, who gets beat up, yeah. and he gets to have an f bomb, which is great. I'm trying to remember was there a was there an f bomb? I think there was an f bomb in one of the other seasons as well, because he's like they beat the fucking shit out of me, and uh, you know it's taken aback a little bit. And I guess the reason why I bring it up mostly is because I get this is still a great season. Season three of Cobra Kai is awesome, but I'm seeing a lot of people, and this is natural to do. When new stuff comes out. It's the best season ever. Yes. And this is natural to do. I understand it. You're excited. We got to watch it. And it ends in an awesome way. But things like this is why it's not the best season to me. Because Cobra Kai has always been about having, you know, obviously uh, Daniel and Johnny, like, kind of butt heads and run into each other. And Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai on a collision course. But I feel like some of these things, especially in these early episodes of the season, they don't, I don't think they wash as well. I don't think it's, it starts to, to you start to see the seams a bit. Uh, at least in my opinion, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't feel as natural to me. Well, I totally see where you're coming from. Let me uh, pull us to the first scene of the episode then, because I kind of had a little bit of that feeling when Johnny marches into church uh, (laughs) and sort of says, you know, bullshit to... uh, It's Bobby, right? That's uh, Yes, it's Bobby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he's given a sermon... And Johnny's marched in drunk, telling him that's bullshit, whatever shit he's talking. And I'm like, that's so ridiculous and over the top. And he kicks him in the head, like, uh, to take him down. And it's kind of funny. But I'm like, I feel like this is, 
so over the top in of a scene that would happen, isn't it? Like I thought it, it might be a dream or something yeah. for a little bit. Um, and it's not bad necessarily, but it's also like so crazy. Also, when Johnny's like, "Ah, is God gonna forgive what we did to those soccer mobs?" I'm like, <laughs> "This is dark." Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. It, it, as long as it's consensual, it seems like it would be fine, Johnny. <laughs> so this is a weird thing to say. Uh, and he gets kicked in the head, and I'm like, I it, guess I could see this leg. happening right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, good point. Yeah. I guess I could see this happening like right after the finale of season two, you know, because he's in such a fucked up place. But I feel like he's inched his way back a little bit from that in, in the past two episodes. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm just like, it's so over the top. What, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree with that. It didn't like stand out to me too much when I watched it, but I'd be, it's hard to argue what you're saying. Um, and I guess. Oh, well, I mean, I guess to be fair, this is Johnny coming off of, I guess the last time we saw him was when Miguel's like, why did this happen? And he yells at yeah. him to get out. So he does put him that's back a in a lower spot. But it is, you know, I mean, I guess that's kind of Cobra Kai for you. Like it has to be in the church in front of people. And he's like winking at a girl, uh, like sitting in a pew yeah. or whatever. Uh, and yeah, you know, Pastor Bobby gets to show his, uh, or is he pastor? I mean, I know he's not a priest. Um, not a priest. He, sure. you know, he gets to show his, his karate skills to the, uh, to his, to his clergy. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this, uh, storyline just since we've already talked about some of the other threads coming up, but just, uh, so he's, they're kind of hanging out, talking there afterwards and he is getting some good advice from Bobby, uh, not to blame himself and everything. Um, but basically it ends up with, uh, well, for, from Johnny's point of view, he's he wants to help with the the bills for Miguel's hospital and the specialist from out of town. Who could it be? Um, and all, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> uh, and Bobby's there to kind of offer to help him go and see Robbie. Uh, so that's kind of why he's there. And also to mention going to see Sid to maybe get money off his evil stepdad. Um and yeah, I mean, it's great to see Bobby as well. So I'm not really complaining about it. I, it's good for Johnny. It's good to see that Johnny has literally anyone in the world right now because he hasn't really for a long time. And it does make sense for him to uh, reconnect with another Cobra at this point. Yeah, so and, and do. yeah, so to get into some of the parts that work and that, that are well done with this is um, I like that he, because uh, Johnny is kind of coming to Bobby with the same questions that Miguel had for him like because he's like you know I I tried to do the right thing tried to teach him not to show mercy and then Bobby's telling him kind of the same stuff that Daniel was realizing like talking to Sam because he's just saying you know you don't do the right thing because like something good's gonna happen or whatever you're just doing it because it's the right thing to do so we're kind of getting you know we're seeing they're both learning similar lessons or they're learning about like what it means to be the good guy and just because yeah. you're the good guy doesn't mean nothing bad's going to happen. Um, mm -hmm. So that works. And plus, I just love when he's eating the coffee cake. And the funniest part is that it, there's a big mess right under right underneath where he's sitting <laughs> that's my favorite he's asking like i he doesn't know how they get the coffee yeah. in there right? yeah. how do they get the coffee in the cake <laughs> i mean and yeah they do they have to throw in some uh you know exposition because it's like yeah bobby put in a good word that's why he's like on probation or something or other 
Uh, and then they're going to use that again because that's going to get him in to visit um, uh, Robbie, which Robbie could also be Bobby. Did he name him after him? Who knows? I'm sure we'll find out. Good question. There'll be an episode. Robbie, Robbie meanwhile, is having the storyline that always happens when someone goes to prison. Yes. So <laughs> I guess we can just say that and move yeah. on to the next story. Like, it's not even bad. I don't dislike it. It's yeah. just, it, if a character goes to prison, the storyline you expect to happen happens to Robbie in this episode. So it's not resolved at the end. So we we, we don't even need to touch on it. You know, you all know what happens. I mean, if, whether you've watched the episode or not, you know what happens when a character goes to prison. It's this storyline. It has it, to happen. Is it too much to that, like... I mean, not that this takes place in prison or anything like that, but I guess th- this is like a juvie. But is yeah. it almost too much that when we get, check in on him, he's reading Lord of the Flies? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and then I think, well, actually, is it in this episode or is it in the next one? I mean, something might happen to that Lord of the Flies. Okay, no, that's, I'm sorry. That's, uh, I'm going, I'm getting too ahead of ourselves. But uh, don't get too attached to that Lord of the Flies book. <laughs> it's the one thing he has. His father's abandoned him. It's only uh, he only has this book. Anyway, that's his storyline. We've already talked about the start of the car dealership, as we were pointing out. Uh, well, actually, the Robbie uh, Daniel's trying to call Robbie, so we're seeing that Daniel's trying to contact him, yeah. but he's not having any of that. But then when um, Johnny's trying to reach out, he's actually like, oh. That's he, he. He's not too upset about that. Understandably, Johnny didn't frame him and and like get him caught. And and also, last time we saw them hanging out was like before the big fight when they were actually like slowly getting into a "Hey, I'm your dad" routine, which they seemingly never had before. So he's kind of like, you know what? That's all right. Uh, but of course, it doesn't, doesn't doesn't work out because. Well, we know why Johnny at the end ends up with the money. Well, also, I don't know how to best go through the plot of this episode, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I, again in my opinion, this is not a great episode. I, I, I mean, this I still think it's a great season. I'm sorry if I'm being too negative. And again, mm-hmm. like a lot of it is because things are being put in place to get things to where they need to go. But uh, I mean, I guess I'm going to kind of dunk on some stuff because okay. I get that, you know, uh, the karate fight at the school is like a big deal and it's been covered. But do you think they would be covering the car wash on the news? Uh, even to the extent where Robbie gets to specifically hear the point where like, uh, like they're interviewing Sam and they're like, Oh, well, wasn't the, wasn't, uh, the, the boy in the coma kicked off the balcony by someone from Miyagi Do, And to the point where she's like, that was an accident. well, I think it was an accident. So it has to even like <laughs> twist the knife a little bit more where even <laughs> Sam doesn't quite believe in Robbie. And then, I mean, they yeah. get kind of, they get a little risque because then with the bully in jail, it's like, yeah, she's, she doesn't want that milk no more. She wants horchata and maybe she'll get some dark roast, like get, get some dark roast. I mean, I guess that's showing that, you know, jail like, doesn't mess around. But I'm like, wow. And also showing that whether or not you're in jail, you know what happened in this school fight. It is the <laughs> yeah, fucking news of the fucking valley. Everybody knows. Much like karate is the only sport that matters, none of these kids are footballers. Uh, <laughs> this is the only thing that matters in these people's lives. I just think it was a slow news day to answer your criticism, Jim. Like, this was pre-COVID. You had to do all sorts of coverage. This 24-hour That's news true. cycle, man. Yeah, you're right. Um, 
But yeah, they have all these sexed up high schoolers doing like an 80s style car wash for a charity. Uh, of course, makes sense given the whole 80s influence. Uh, Moon gets to say that yeah. she's a sex positive feminist and her body is an expression. And Sam gets to go like, huh. And I'm like, that's the feminism I see, though. Like, I don't see this feminism of like, let's hide our bodies that uh, Sam supposedly subscribes to. So she's like all confused by this. Whereas I'm like, that's not confusing. That's like standard feminism these days. I don't know. It is. Uh, it does ring a- true. And it's a smart way to kind of like hand wave what's happening. And it's not like the show also doesn't like linger on it or anything like that. Like you just get yeah. the idea and then they get to make a goof on um, the, the other guy doing the car wash for like the, 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 the high schoolers that roll up like, yeah, we'll get a car wash from the cheerleaders and it doesn't quite work uh, to for what their plan was. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and th- as you say, the the Cobra Kai's roll up with their dirt bikes, and, <laughs> like or motorbikes even. I don't know, yeah. and their Cobra Kai helmets. And I'm like, where are they getting all this money? Are these just rich kids now? Because I feel like <laughs> yeah. they weren't at some point. <laughs> but when you're a Cobra Kai, you have to act like a rich kid. Maybe they, uh, I don't know, got evil rich stepdads in the middle of it as part of their initiation. I I don't know, but they have cool bikes now anyway. I don't remember. Maybe we've seen them before. Yeah, they have cool. I mean, I guess they kind of just have cool bikes because when Johnny was young, he had a cool bike, but you're right. But Johnny was a rich kid Uh, and they have, I mean, I guess maybe crease is just loaded. Maybe he's got, maybe that's the Terry silver connection. He's funding all this sending over all. I think we have actually already said that maybe Terry silver is, uh, sending over this merch. Oh no, we said that maybe he's gonna take them to court for <laughs> selling yes, all this Cobra he Kai more the brand or yeah. whatever. Yes, but that was before Crease was there. Obviously, that's true. Boy. Yeah. Um. But wait, what was I gonna say? It was something about that, but I forget. Um. I guess it's about being that. rich kids and having like yeah. dirt bikes or yeah motorbikes, whatever they have. It just yeah, you know, hey, sense. they're the bullies and they're upset. Priest was in a homeless shelter last that's, season, that's what so it was. I feel like he's not buying the uh, <laughs> dirt bikes, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess um, you could find uh, coupons for Vistaprint very easily. So maybe they're just going on retail me not, or they're just looking up promo codes, ordering decals. You could just put a cool decal on a helmet. You don't have to get it specially made. Yeah, it's mainly the bikes that I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of <laughs> yeah. the the price, but sure. Uh, or could be rentals. maybe this, maybe Hawk is the one that found Johnny's Cobra Kai car, sold that, and then they used uh, that money to to get cool dirt bikes and cool helmets and all kinds of good stuff. You know Hawk would be driving that shit around, though. He's like <laughs> yeah, so he bought into the Cobra Kai brand, uh, and he'd be right. I mean, I would want that car, but anyway. Uh, it would not fit me. Um, so I do want to take it back before we move on, just kind of going back to some of the scenes with Tom Cole and like the LaRusso auto we have, I mean, he makes like a, a mean comment about like, you know, what goes up, goes over the balcony or something like just, he's that heartless that he hates LaRusso auto that he, like a kid he doesn't even know who's in a coma right now. He's going to crack jokes about it. Then they have the, the back and forth, where Anoush mentions that Louis said the most Goomba thing you've ever said, and then he has to be like, hey, that's our word. And then he's like, is it? And he's like, I don't know. And I don't know what this (laughs) back and forth is. As a Goomba myself, I'm going to say that that is our word. 
I see. I thought it was funny. But it is then I funny. Was also, like Jim's gonna have an opinion on this. <laughs> it Jim's is funny. Goomba. I'm just being that. It's like guy. when they talk about Scandi fucks, which is a derogative word, of course, for people from Scandinavia and Northern Ooh, Europe. Ooh, I haven't heard that uh, one. No, no, I. That was a joke. Oh. Scandi fucks. I mean, you would just say it random. Like, yeah. if even if you didn't know that was a slur, you would just say it. That's true. Um, I thought it was funny, yeah, because he's like, Goomba, that's our word. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. But I didn't like the way you said it. And he's like, ah, oh, fair enough. And then they just chit-chatting. I like that. We also skipped over uh, a pretty important scene because Sam shows up at the hospital. Obviously, oh, yeah. Sam and, and uh, uh, Miguel haven't had a chat before. Um and I, I'm trying to remember exactly how it goes, but it's pretty awkward is basically the, the gist of it, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of, yeah, it's like an awkward back and forth. He mentions he's got the surgery coming up. She gives him the card, the you octopi my thoughts card, and they have a flashback. Yeah, let's talk about this fucking flashback, Jim, because I, I don't even <laughs> mind most of the flashbacks, but here I really feel like it, it's only detrimental when it actually takes away from the scene, which yeah. I feel like it does do here, because it's a card that says you octopi my thoughts, and we get to see Miguel kind of give a little ha, huh. because before then they're kind of arguing a little bit about what happened, even though I'm sure neither of them intends to. They just kind of end up uh, talking about how uh, anyone can be a bully, or yeah, everyone's got a sob story or whatever. It doesn't it doesn't make it okay to be a bully because talking about right. Tori and yes. how she had a hard life and she doesn't want to hear any of that shit. Obviously, because um, she caused the whole fight. She in in her mind, I mean, Tori's a big part of the reason Miguel's there, um, rather than Robbie, though Robbie's there as well. Um, yeah, so the card. She hands over the card. It's kind of a sweet little thing, and then they have the flashback, and I'm like, just. Just, I think this is an example where it takes away from the emotion of the moment where I agree. we get to remember along with Miguel if we see his face and understand the connection. But if you just show it to us, it's the... Uh, I mean, it's telling and not showing. You know, the old show don't tell. This is a great example of instead of having us do like an emotional memory together with Miguel, you're literally just showing it to us. So you're telling us you should feel this now instead of trusting us to feel it ourselves. Well, because and also like I don't subscribe to this theory, but I've now that Cobra Kai is getting more and more popular, I'll just run into randos commenting on the show just in the wild, like whether it be on social media or whatever. And I've seen a lot of people try to shit on this show for their for the acting. And I guess I can't fully defend it in some cases. I mean, even some of like Bobby, the 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 actor that plays Bobby um, in this episode i he's he's got some borderline delivery but i don't think miguel like even if someone thinks that the acting on this show is bad miguel's yeah. not part of that and it yeah. it almost does come off that like they don't trust him to sell this to sell the moment but he could sell the moment and we can remember it so yeah you're right he does they don't need to have this flashback uh he could sell it himself and and taking it back a little bit he does apologize. You may have mentioned this, but he does apologize to Sam for it happening. Like, cause he's yet another yeah. character. Like, as we've been seeing, everyone blames their self, their themselves for what happened. And, except Tori. Yeah. <laughs> except Tori. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what who started it? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I wasn't even going to call out this flashback, uh, but I'm, mm. I'm glad you did. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just uh, feel like even if you watch this and you don't immediately remember, like, yeah, in season one, they had, like, their relationship mascot was an octopus, which he literally says to Tori in the previous season, and there's a whole thing of him making a video clip of them and an octopus, so you're probably going to remember it. But if you don't remember it, you're still going to go, like, ha, that's a silly card. Uh, Like, of course he's going to smile at that. And then later you get to realize, oh, yeah, it's the relationship thing. It's like a thing. If you rewatch it, you're like, that's why he got the octopus card. It's okay to have those moments where the extra weight of something is added later rather than just copy-pasting it into this current moment. Anyway, Hawk shows up, ruins the mood. Yeah. This is kind of uh, an expression of what happens later where they're, like, fighting over Miguel, but, like, Miguel doesn't give a shit because uh, uh, he's just worried about his legs, uh, but they're worried about who's to blame. Um, they want to support him, but they kind of want to alleviate their own guilt, so there they are. Yeah, yeah. Then we, 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 jumping around a bit, we get to see Johnny's trying to put, he's trying to be active, you know, so he does, he puts on an, a suit and he even, we do see these carrying around like a briefcase and he's going for the job application and, you know, he, what he mentioned something about how he knows computers, <laughs> which it's a great, course. uh, yeah, I, I, it's a great scene. Like the way it turns, it's, yeah. it's hilarious and kind of nice. Uh, and yeah, no, he, the, the guy says like, it says here you have extensive computer experience and he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember how to get on the internet. And the guy's like, ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ha, good joke. Um, and you know, but like Johnny comes across as sincere and the guy believes him, you know, I'll do what you need. I'll work overtime. Uh, but then it comes to the point of like, all right, well, hey, a couple guys talk and what, ha- you know, it says you, you didn't fill out the part about arrests. You know, what was it? Just a DUI, something in your past. And the guy, obviously, he's, he's just setting up a layup like he's not going to hold it too, too much yes. against you. But Johnny gets a little bit too comfortable, even though he can lie about his, ex- quote, extensive computer experience. <laughs> He can't hold back a little bit in some of his prior arrests because as he gets into what assaulting a minor, uh, uh, willful destruction of property, public intoxication, uh, technically multiple minors. Yeah. Oh, those kids were real pricks. <laughs> uh, yeah, he could literally have like toned that down. It would have been fine. But he's, he, as you say, I think he says kind of, ah, it kind of feels good to talk about this actually because he needs yeah. therapy much like everyone on this show. Yeah. Uh, but no, he's just like, ah, great. Ah, when do we start, boss? What's the plan? And he goes back and he looks at this, like the classified ads. Yeah. And I did the thing where you pause it. I love that one of the ads that he's got circled with a question mark says like dancer seeking female dancers, 18 to 30 years old, start ASAP, <laughs> says to like text full body pics. And he's circled that with a like hmm, question maybe? mark. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, but the point is, he's not finding much. <laughs> and I love when he first gets in the car, he's like, unstable. You're unstable. <laughs> yes. Uh, and what, what What are the other ones that he has? What's uh, fire sprinkler fitter or commercial fire sprinkler fitter, moving company, uh, facilities coordinator. Those are, I'm not sure which one he just came out of, but those are ones that also didn't quite work out. Yeah. Yeah, it's not working out, so instead he goes to a different pawn shop because he doesn't like his local pawn shop guy. Also, that's like right next to Cobra Kai anyway, so he probably wouldn't want to go hang out there, yeah. um, if I remember right. Um, 
But yeah, he he shows up and tries to sell his old shit again. But this guy, now this is almost a moment where I like, I almost need a flashback for this guy because this guy's not as iconic in Cobra Kai lore as I feel like the show is acting like because Johnny comes is like, ah, you again. Maybe cut in a clip there of him being annoying uh, last time. I don't know. Because I'm like, yeah, it's this guy, I guess. And he's being a prick and... But I guess basically the point of this is to say not even your car is going to get you any money. It's kind of it's not even his car. To get a job. It's yeah, the yeah, Larusso yeah. <laughs> minivan I mean, that he, was he, sold. Yeah, it doesn't really matter yeah. though. He'll sell yeah, it. Yeah, true. But uh, like this is kind of a standard storytelling try fail cycle. He's trying to get money with a job. It doesn't work. He's trying to get money by selling his stuff. Doesn't work because he's already had from the start introduced from Bobby the idea of going to see Sid. Uh, which he doesn't want to do, but he he does bite the bullet, ends up doing that. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, Daniel first before we get into that? Because Daniel I has just, his big speech. I don't mean to be, uh, I don't mean to nitpick, but I don't love the joke that Johnny doesn't even know that you could charge a battery. For for mm. me, you're going too far now, and, and and I'm just a stickler, I guess. But I did want to call it out. I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I was fine with it. I was fine with it. Um, uh, but I'm sorry. Yeah, so what was... Get into... Well, Daniel or what else did you say? What was the other option? Yeah, well, I, or we go on to Sid, but I, I guess we should touch on... This is kind of where Daniel is has his big speech where he kind of connects with what uh, Miyagi told him about, like, I don't know, uh, you're a great salesman or whatever. It's like the whole thing about connecting Miyagi-Do and the car company to make us care about the car company and how he wanted a car so bad when he was a kid. We have another flashback, this time to the original movies, when they're pushing the car at the start of the very first film uh, just to kind of show ah, he always wanted a car and he got a really nice one, and that's why he started selling cars. I don't know. Yeah. Too. What do you well, think the thing scene? is, I've, I don't know why, but I don't like this Miyagi quote here. It doesn't... I've I've talked about it a bunch, or we both talked about it a bunch, that I feel like typically they do a great job of filling in gaps that's not in the movies, and it feels very true. Um, and again, I, I maybe I'm just being a stickler. I'm sorry if I'm annoying people that enjoy this episode or something. But I don't, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't feel as... Um, I don't know. It didn't feel as true as some of the other times when they've done stuff like this. Cause it's like a man who works for passion, always richer, um, than man who worked for money. It is funny that they cut to, uh, they cut to his wife and she's like, it's kind of supposed to be like heartfelt. Like clearly he's said this before, but it also is like, all right, here we go again with the fucking Mr. Miyagi quotes. We get it. (laughs) Um, but they they could have fixed that the issue you're describing so easily because he they could have been like the man who worked for passion always richer than man who worked for money and Daniel's like and I asked him where did he get this great wisdom yeah. and he said and he said fortune cookie Daniel said like yeah. that would be fine because it is a fortune cookie kind of line which is why it feels weird to have Miyagi say it because he's always been kind of like. Swer- he always swerves a little bit on what you expect from the sage master you know like when he uh, he chops off uh what is it the 
top of the bottle of the guys at the yes. beach or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, how'd you do that? He's like, don't know. Never done it before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. It's always like not quite what you expect. And this is just such a boring kind of line that you would see on an inspirational Instagram. Uh, so uh, it, it would have been nice to have a little bit more on that. And I'm also like, I guess this means we're supposed to care about the cars anyway. Because uh, he says like the goal was never to be the Valley's number one auto dealer. I just wanted to give those customers that same sense of excitement that he had or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then in the end, it still ends up going like he looks at a tree. We get a, another flashback where he's sort of thinking of the tree, trying to shape the tree. And then, you know, it's same in life as shaping the tree. You have to imagine it first, visualize it, then make it happen. Um, and honestly, if they just left it with that, that would have been better than him having this like monologue of a memory that, you know, yeah. wasn't in the movies, um, which again, I get, but yeah, I, I, I think you did, you, you, you kind of explained it perfectly. What I was trying to say is that it just, it did feel more, it felt more cornball than yeah. real. Um, and that's why it just didn't fully work for me. Uh, but I guess it does explain how like, you know, it's not about this. I guess this particular journey isn't about like, making sure that the dealership is popping again where they're making money hand over fist. It's just about not losing it. I get like yeah. on a rewatch that sunk in more for me because when I kind of binged it, I was just like, you know, like I said, the dealership doesn't come up again. So it's like, Oh, I guess we're just figuring out the dealerships great again. Well, I guess it's not, that's not what this is about. This is just about not losing what they have and what they've worked for. Yeah, because at the start, you know, when when Cole comes in with the offer, their their reaction is like, yeah, we're not having like the best quarter, but that doesn't mean we're anywhere close to like losing everything we've built. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll be able to get through this and, and get better over time, uh, whereas this would fuck them up totally, uh, obviously. So and I had to look um, up the McAllen 18 as some 18 uh, year old single malt whiskey. So good for them. Mm. Yes, good for them. Can be kind of um, expensive, but you can get you can get one for you can get a bottle for about a hundred and fifty, or as high as five hundred. Wow! If this you're thinking is the about kind it, of Easter eggs you don't won't find in your YouTube videos about Cobra Kai guys. This it's, is true. I'm glad you listened to a podcast. Uh, Johnny goes to Sid, um, played played by uh, Ed Asner, yes. who is so good in this scene that he kind of steals like the the scene is so good it's very predictable what happens but i just love this scene i love ed asner's performance here as sid and i had a really stupid thought i will admit to where i was like i wonder if this is the same guy who played him in the original and that i was like oh the Johnny's dad's not in yeah. the fucking Karate Kid films. Obviously, it's not about Johnny back then. Yeah, <laughs> I must have exactly. been thinking of the flashbacks or something like a big idiot. But I was like, he's just so good. And Ed Asner, it's not like I'm super familiar with him, but he's like, you know, the inspiration of the old guy in Up and also does the voice for him. So he's got that crotchety old guy thing down. He's like 91 years old, maybe would have been late 80s when this was recorded. His voice is just great. You yep. totally buy him as someone who's been like in the movie biz and his sort of ridiculing of Johnny is just the perfect kind of tone where it's like he's enjoying this, but he he may might give him the money or whatever. I don't know. I just he's so believable for someone who is just in this to be a piece of shit in like one scene, you know? 
Yeah, no, I agree. And especially like, I mean, I don't know if he's supposed to be the same age in the show, but it's, you know, a person like that, once you get to be that age, you're not going to just change. So <laughs> you're just going to revel in like the, the villain that you are in a way. But also, not to sidetrack it a bit, because I do agree, I think it's a well-done scene, and it's nice how it kind of starts out on the um, the statue or the sculpture or whatever it is, and that ends up being yeah. the thing he steals at the end. But And I haven't looked into this, but I'm sure there are YouTube videos or Reddit threads. It's very pointed the way that he mentions, like, Johnny's actual father. And I started mm. thinking, like, so I guess in the Karate Kid movie, it's just they don't really even mention much about like his parents. And then the show yeah. kind of set up the idea that he had this rich stepdad. And then I'm like, wait, so did Johnny's father die? And then I'm trying to look and I guess I don't know if there is really an answer one way or the other. But it does now. It's like now that we've had Allie and stuff like that, I'm sure the big things now is like, who's Johnny's father? And then. That's probably something. Do you think that's something we'll see in the future? As well, they... Jim, obviously, he went to South America, started working kind of in the crime field, maybe yeah. had a kid who had another kid, and he's actually, Johnny is Miguel's grand uncle or something, a grunkle. Yes. Uh, that's the only reasonable explanation, Jim. Yeah. And I'm not trying to even open up this can of worms, but I've just, it felt kind of pointed but also i do like that what uh the the cobra guy showrunners do they like to play with that as well and yeah. like even like people were always speculating who's tori's mother and i mean miguel's father was a big thing i guess those are things we could see and yeah what if miguel what if they share the father who knows we'll see mm. <laughs> yeah anyway yeah i just wanted to say sid's great especially yeah. when he's like Pope John Lawrence the first. Like, I wish I could do that voice and that, like, over-the-top acting that he does, but it's so believable. Uh, Johnny kind of threatens to let loose some hash brown Me Too information on him, which also adds up that I'm sure this piece of shit would definitely have some stuff like that Oh yeah, uh, in his closet, but he doesn't care. Uh, I'm too old to give a shit about that. Uh, so Johnny steals the sculpture on the way out. Um... And speaking of theft, we have the Cobra Kai's rolling up and stealing the car wash money again. Uh, it's still going to end up with Miguel, I guess. So, you know, it wouldn't have mattered if they be didn't beat him up. Um, and then we kind of already went through a lot of the scenes here where they do the old, the old reveal to Tom Cole, uh, which makes no sense, but it's satisfying. Yeah. And... Then the whole Miyagi-Do gang show up at Daniel's or at the LaRusso house. And um, it's actually Sam that opens the door and finds out what's happened. And this sort of starts uh, Sam on this journey of being more the leader of Miyagi-Do because Daniel's fucking busy. Uh, yeah, Daniel's <laughs> He's going to go do some other stuff that we'll get into next episode. Although he's, I, at the very least, at least he's busy with like stuff he should be busy with. Usually it's well, like other for stuff. five minutes. Spoiler alert <laughs> yeah. for five minutes though. We'll get into that next time. Uh and then yeah, Johnny's back at the hospital. All, like again, I don't want to nitpick, but I don't think you just walk up to a nurse and hand them a check and <laughs> Oh, I would have loved that nurse just walking out like this is my lucky day, my payday. <laughs> but I do love that they play with the whole theory that, you know, um Allie was gonna be the surgeon. Because, you know, they have the blonde woman and you can just see her from behind. And it's even like framed 
where like Johnny just so happens to be there when it cuts back and it's almost like it's going to turn around and be like, oh my God, Allie. But of course it isn't, which is great that it isn't because that would have been terrible if it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, but Ali, is she like a pediatric surgeon? I don't remember. Like, they, is that's a fact. They did know. mention that she was like a pediatric doctor. I don't know if they met. I don't know if yeah. maybe they did say surgeon. I forget. But they did kind of mention that she was like a, a doctor for, for kids. Yeah, no, it's great stuff. I kind of like because I didn't build up the hype in my head uh, as much. And then when I watched it, I was like, Oh, that could be Ali. It's like, no, it wasn't Ali. So it wasn't as much of a twist for me because I didn't build it up uh, beforehand, but it still works great. Uh, And this is kind of also importantly, Johnny, like Johnny couldn't have timed this better. Well, he could have because he could have gone to see Robbie, Uh, but he couldn't have timed this better for Miguel and getting in good with the family where he's trying to anonymously leave a big donation and they happen to just see it. Like that's some fucking uh, Machiavellian shit if he did that on purpose, but he didn't because he's Johnny. Uh, So of course he's kind of in good with the fam again. And, uh, Miguel's abuela asks him to stay and pray during the surgery. And I'm kind of like, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, it's the surgery. It's important that he's there at that specific moment, whereas Robbie's going to be in juvie for a while. So he could show up there anytime, except I would be like, I would be annoyed at you, Jim, if we set a time to record and you never showed up and never called or texted or anything. And imagine your father, who's never been there for you, is going to show up in jail where you're getting beaten up and everything, and he doesn't show. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I I get why Robbie's uh, hurt here. But as we know, I mean, Johnny's phone is still on the beach, and he never got a new one. (laughs) So it does work, at least there. But... And I, I mean, this is nitpicking like this is just cl- the classic Cobra Kai where things are just add up to timing and that leads to these like misunderstandings. But um, he could have just been like, I mean, surgeries last hours and hours. <laughs> he could have yeah. just been like, I got to go see my son real quick. I'll be back in about an hour. I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 that's, you know, this is drama. This is storytelling. Those things go out the window. He's not like. It's not like he's choosing Miguel over Robbie, but it, you can't blame Robbie for seeing it that way. Absolutely. Uh, so that brings us to the end. We obviously see Daniel is in Tokyo, Japan. Um, so we'll get into that loads next time. But for now, I think that pretty much wraps up the episode. So, of course, you can go to showswhatyouknow.com uh, for all our coverage of other shows. Like we have discussed every episode of The Sopranos. Uh, we also have Blank Meets Blank, where we make up a TV show uh, every episode. And in real history, we talk about the historical context of various historical films and TV. Um, and we would very much appreciate if you took the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because we have separate feeds for all of our different shows. So even if you've left a review before on one of our feeds, uh, just do it on all of them, please. It would really help us out. Absolutely. Is there anything else, Jim? There's one more thing. <clears throat> oh, what's that? Strike first. Strike hard. No, no mercy. mercy.